Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. He would hit you up for money and you would send it to him. Oh, yeah. A lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot. What's that about, Mr. Moody? Because you could. This is the plaintiff, Joy McFarland. She says the defendant is her ex and she loaned him money, which she won't pay back now that they've split up. The guy also stole a lot of her household items. She can't get him to pay her back. And she has a big surprise for him in court today and can't wait to see the look on his face when it comes out. She's suing for $2,273.85. The amount she's owed. This is a defendant, Terrell Moody. He says the plaintiff is a big liar because he never stole a thing from her. She never loaned him any money either. She's just mad he won't be with her anymore and is suing him out of spite for all this made-up stuff. That's right, he owes this lady nothing. She's the one who owes him. He's accused of letting his lover down. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $800 for a TV she stole from him and a broken door. All parties, please your right hand. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Minion is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. <laughs> Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, man. Ms. McFarlane, you have been dating or you had been dating Mr. Moody for how long? Since June. I mean, since May. I don't know. When did March? Yeah. Since oh, really? Not May. very long. Just just during COVID, no. you you met him and yeah. start dating him just during the pandemic. That's great. <laughs> All right, and um, you're in court today because during the course of that time, you, according to you, loaned him a bunch of money and he won't pay you back. Talk to me and tell me what is your story. Well, I met him on a Facebook dating app. He approached me and said he wanted to get to know me, so we started talking on the phone. And we met up, and we liked each other, so we was talking. And maybe a week after, or two, maybe two weeks after that, he had some car trouble, and he asked me could he borrow the money to get his car fixed. And we had been talking, and I was liking him, and I felt like, okay, I can help him, so I'm going to go ahead on and do it. And I said, but make sure you pay my money back, because if you don't, I'll take you to court. And that's what happened. Except for that's not what happened. What happened is, according to you and according to the text, he would hit you up for money and you would send it to him. Oh, yeah. A lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot. What's that about, Mr. Moody? Because you could? That's, that's not true. 
She What's not she offered true? me that money. Oh, I you were never asking for it? No, I was I was like, uh, my car down. She's like, oh, I, I'll give you some money for it. I mean, I ain't say no. You didn't say no. She, In fact, let's look at your texts. You didn't say no. Cash at me 20, baby, or 10. She double did send it. Cash at me five mo dollars. Well, she must have sent something, because you put the word mo. All right. <laughs> then a couple days later, send me a hundred, please. And then a couple days later, send me 80. <laughs> and then the next day, send me a hundred. And she says, I'm with a credit counselor. No, I can't. Yes, you can. Well, 60. And then a couple days later, cash at me 15. <laughs> what did you get your son for your birthday? He want you to send him some money. That's what you were getting your son for your birthday. You were getting a woman to send your son some money. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Mr. Moody. How long were you dating Ms. McFarland? Because I want to know how long really it took for her to become we, your ATM. We, 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 I don't think we were dating. We were just really talking. Like, I Wait, I'm like, sorry. Oh, I read your text. Like, you were you were sexually involved with her. I don't know who you were afraid of who's going to we hear this, really but... Just dating. Okay, so you weren't dating. You were but just we having sex. Correct. Yes, ma'am. So you were just using her for the booty right, call no, and really. the cash. Okay. She, she offered it to me. The booty call or the cash? <laughs> Both. She, uh... Okay. She was really... She really was giving me money to have sex with her. <laughs> you look really shocked, Ms. McFarland, but let me ask you a question. It's obvious that you're pouring money in his direct... It's almost like you're a prostitute. I don't know why you're, you're nodding, but it's pretty obvious that you're trying to buy him, okay? So let yeah, me ask you that. Good. Yeah, and you were letting her, huh? Who, who would turn some money down? People with some dignity and self-respect and who aren't a jerk. You understand? Because you know that she likes you, and she's a nice person, so you don't have to take advantage of every opportunity that presents itself to you. Now, let me ask you, Ms. McFarland, what the hell are you thinking? Because you have a lawsuit against him, not just for every time you gave him money, but also for a security deposit at a new apartment and your first month's rent. Explain that. Because of all the money I gave him, I was behind on my rent and I had to leave. Okay, whose fault is that though? Is that his fault or your fault? He promised me he was gonna pay me back or I would have never gave him that money. I was not trying to buy him. I would never, ever. You cash, no let me just tell you me. something. You're, yeah, but you do, because it's humiliating. You cash app the guy, and then instead of waiting to see if he ever pays that back, you cash app him again the next day. You cash app him again. It's a one-way street. When, would you, when were you going to realize that you were getting used? Because everybody else within the sound of my voice knows that you were getting used. He was in my house. He was with me. We was, I thought we was friends, and he was going to eventually pay me back, and I thought he was going through a lot. So he, he got a little setback. Okay, I'm going to be straight. I'm going to go ahead on and help him out. He going he gonna to be all right. He kept on telling me, baby, I promise you, when I get this job, man, I'm going to make, make 2200 a week, blah, blah, blah. I'm going I'm to spoil you. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to take care of you. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Why would you believe that? You don't talk like that? Hold on. Hold on. You need a better job so you can have a real woman like me. Your answer. Oh, God, I'm getting my team lead job back in Marion before I did all that shooting in 2017. What shooting? I don't know. 
<laughs> Did you serve time for a shooting? It was a uh, misunderstood. A misunderstood shooting? A misunderstanding with bullets? Yes. Before I did all that shooting in 2017, I bring in home 2,200 every three weeks. I lost all that. Where is this about he's going to... See, he is... I, I mean, I don't understand you. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why you would sit there and constantly give this, because I ain't seeing it, all that money when he is not providing anything for you that you couldn't get anywhere else. You understand? I mean, I don't know what magic he's got, but it's kind of nuts. And, you know, you, you talk once or twice about getting paid back, but it's basically when you're not getting what you want from him. You've got a counterclaim against her, Mr. Moody, because according to you, she broke into your house? So she uh, broke in my house, took my TV, kicked my door down. Kicked it down. Do you have any pictures of this? I have a picture of where she kicked the door down and everything. Did you kick his door down? No. Oh, there's a TV. The what do you down. mean she stole your TV? There's a broken TV. She took my other TV. Do you have any evidence that she did this? No. All right, Ms. McFarlane, you know, you, your life has gotten very complicated over a guy you met a few months ago. But how do you plan to go forward, and, and what are your plans now? How are you going to move from this? I have no idea, Your Honor. I'm still in shock about everything. Like, I didn't know that... He, I feel like he robbed me. He just didn't use a gun. And it's really scary that somebody I trusted and slept with and trusted into my home would do something like this to me. Do you two have anything to do with each other now? No. Is there something you want to say to him? Well, I'm pregnant, very pregnant, and I'm not having an abortion. That wasn't what I was expecting you to say. Has she mentioned this to you, Mr. Moody? Uh-uh. She hasn't told you this? Uh-uh, because she's telling a story. Are you telling a story or are you telling the truth, Ms. McFarland? I uh, have no reason to lie. Yeah. Do you have any yeah, proof? I mean, yeah, I got proof. Yeah, I can proof? show you my stomach. You fat. Your mama fat. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. Sit down, Ms. McFarland. <laughs> Sit down a second. <laughs> Uh, Ms. McFarland, uh, was there any other proof you uh, wanted to offer up? Yeah, I did send her a picture of the pregnancy test. Did you send this to my staff? Yes. Is that yours? Yeah. No, it looked fake. No, it looks actually pretty real. But it's either hers or it isn't. I don't know. Time will tell, though, won't it? Time is going to tell what this is. And I do see, because I read all those texts, that there are times when she threatened you and said to you, if I'm pregnant and it's a boy, that is going to end up on your porch. And if it's a girl, you're going to be paying and blah, blah, blah. And I, so I understand that she throws this as a threat, but that could be very real. So you better start thinking. Ms. McFarland, in your lawsuit against him, I'm sorry, but I don't see this as a debt situation. I see it as a life lesson. And I wish you all the luck in the world. And Mr. Moody, you have zero evidence on your counterclaim. Good luck, folks. So in these competing lawsuits, nobody wins anything. Mr. Moody, I got to ask you a question. Uh, the defendant, the plaintiff rather, just told you she was pregnant and obviously indicating you're the father. And you're kind of laughing it off like a joke. How, how can you do that? Man, she lying. She lying. That's all she do. Like, she crazy. She cuckoo. You're convinced she's lying. 
I want to go to Ms. McFarland and ask her, obviously, you admit this is a pretty stupid mistake to get involved with him. Tell me more about it. What are you going to do now? How do you feel about yourself? I feel good about myself because I know I'm a good person, and I may not ever get the money back that I let him borrow, but I'll get it back in the long run. He thinks you're lying about being pregnant, but you're not lying, are you? It's true. No, I have no reason to lie. I don't. I don't wish to be pregnant by him. He's not someone that I want to be pregnant by, but I am pregnant by him, and I'm going to have my child. I'm not going to do the baby didn't do anything. It's a blessing. Well, we wish you luck. Very good. Thank you very much. Sorry you didn't win your lawsuit. All right, let's see what the judges have to say. Here's another session of After the Verdict. The defendant in this case came out initially and said, I didn't want any money. I don't know. You know, she just she just kept giving me money and giving me money. Yeah, they always say that. But <laughs> then when you pried a little deeper and you started going through the text messages one by one, it wasn't, hey, don't give me the dirty money. Please, I don't no. want that dirty money. It was give me a hundred. Give me a hundred. Give me another give me 60, hundred. I need fifteen. Send it now, etc. So he was kind of demanding the money. And at the end of the day, you found that it really wasn't a loan. I think I might have found differently. What do you think? Uh, I thought uh, that uh, it was a fair it was a fair argument on her behalf that the money was loaned and intended to be paid back. You don't think she was buying him? Um, perhaps. A little of both? Perhaps. Well, she got something. Yeah, she got something uh, for it. I'm not yeah. sure it's what she bargained for, or maybe, because, you know, if you're playing Russian roulette, right. you might get hurt. Do you think she really is pregnant with his baby? No, not even a little bit. No, I don't. I just only because you know there are. I mean, time will tell. That's all there is to it. But you know, in the texts, which you really get a flavor of people when they're texting each other in the middle of the night. Right. And um, you know, they don't expect that a judge is going to be reading it. That's why we always tell our girls: (laughs) say it, forget it, write it, regret it. Uh huh. Um, But. You know, there was there was that kind of threat, and if I'm pregnant, right. I'd come up. And it's a certain kind of somebody who brings up pregnancies. It's like the last blow that you can give to someone who is hurt, who you perceive as hurting you. I suppose so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was an emotional. Yeah. Stab. In yeah. A way. Yeah. So Stacy wants to know this. Hey, Army. Uh, I sued someone in small claims court and won, but I can't collect. How am I supposed to get my money and garnish wages if I don't have their social security number? Well, here's the deal. You can go into court for what they call an examination of judgment debtor. And that means under oath, they have to tell you where their bank accounts are, social security, all that stuff, so that you can attach wages, garnish wages, go into bank accounts, and get what is due. That will do it for this case. Litigants are inside the courtroom for the next case. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, 
Priceline. These are the plaintiffs, Kevin and Joel Coughlin. Kevin says they hired the defendant to expedite some construction they needed to do for an ailing relative, and the crook just basically took off with their money. He didn't work, he ghosted them, and then blamed Governor Cuomo of New York and COVID. Well, he works for Governor Cuomo of New York. He knows the laws inside and out, and they're suing for the return of their $4,000. This is the defendant, Patrick Rogers, of Fast Forward Permits. He says he can understand the plaintiff's frustration with things, but they need to give him a break. There's a pandemic going on, you know? He's sorry things haven't gone quickly for the plaintiffs, but everyone's doing the best they can under the circumstances, and all the work will get done eventually. Owe them a refund? No way. He's accused of dragging his feet. All parties, please hit your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiffs hired the defendant to expedite paperwork for an addition to the house they were building, but uh, the guy did squat. Now, the defendant says, give me a break. It's a pandemic, and things are moving slowly. It's the case of expedite schmespedite. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Mr. and Mrs. Coughlin, tell me your tale of woe. Uh, hello, Judge. So... Um, my father-in-law, last holidays, he spent with us. He had a heart heart attack when he was staying with us. And my wife and I, we made the decision that we were going to add a room onto our house to move him in with us, uh, a bedroom and a bathroom. Uh, we reached out to a reputable contractor, and he suggested Patrick to us as an architect. He's an expediter. He came highly recommended. Uh, he knows all the building departments in the area. He's an expediter. So we were assured that he would get the job done uh, very quickly. Uh, Mr. Rogers, he, what exactly is your trade? What, what is your profession? I'm an expediter, Your Honor, expediters. Fast forward permits, we expedite permits through the building departments in Nassau and Suffolk County. That is, that is the title, that is, that is what I am. I am not, I did not hold okay. myself out as an architect. And uh, we can, I do- Who does drawings. the drawings? You Excuse do me, the drawings? Sir? You I do, do yes. I'm not I, a sir. I, I, you... I know. <laughs> <laughs> you do the drawings? <laughs> yes, I have a, <laughs> I have a software program. It's called Soft Plan, Architectural Plans. And I do the drawings, and an architect, if I show them the drawings, they need to approve them and put their stamp on it. Okay, so there'll be an architect stamp on it. And uh, according to you, you never held yourself out to be an architect to them. You didn't think he was an architect, he, but you were hiring him in order to get your plans through quickly. And what happens? You write him a check. He tells you he can get you the drawings and get your, your permits for what, six grand? For $6,000. He asked for uh, two-thirds up front, 4000 So we wrote him a check on February 1st. That, okay, but why would you give him two-thirds up front? You never want to give so much up front to anyone. That's a great question, Judge, and uh, we debated back and forth. But since this was uh, an expedited, this was something that we really wanted to get moving on it. My wife and I, we discussed it. We were sure that he could get the job done. So we wanted to get the, the wheels rolling, so to speak. So we wrote him the check for 4000 Okay, and then what happens? You write the check on February 1st, and what happens? 
Uh, Patrick came over to our house along with the contractor on February 12th. He took some measurements and said he was going to draw some initial plans, which he did. Uh, we had some questions. He came back on March 5th, took some more measurements, and he said he was going to have the plans ready for us the following Thursday, March 12th. March 12th came and went, and we didn't hear from Patrick until April 8th at that point. There were no phone calls, no emails. We tried to reach out to him. We called him. We texted him. We emailed him. We even reached out to the contractor and asked if he had heard from Patrick. We thought he might have actually been in the hospital, but he reemerged on April 8th, sent us an email saying that due to the shutdown, he wasn't able to get into his office to do any work. And uh, I questioned him on that, and being that he basically... And, what, and you questioned him on that, because why? Well, Your Honor, I, I work for the state of New York. I'm actually assigned to the governor's office. I'm a photographer for the state of New York. I cover a lot of Governor Cuomo's press conferences, which I'm sure you and the rest of the country saw these daily COVID-19 press conferences. The governor actually... Um, put his stop work uh, order for construction on March 26th, and he was supposed to have these plans ready by March 13th. And uh, we didn't hear anything. And we also deemed that this was possibly essential construction because this is for the, uh, the care of my father-in-law. Uh, he's in failing health, and we thought this would qualify under essential construction. But regardless. And, and, and more than that, what I really don't get, Mr. Rogers, is, you know, your job is to get these plans together through a software. Um, why is it that you would not be able to do this in a timely fashion? The whole reason people hired you is because you're, you were supposed to fast forward this, as it were. And of, of all the people that should be able to work from home, with the software, uh, it should be you. So I'm not getting it. Why is it you didn't have this stuff? And you were supposed to have it before COVID even shut things down. So please explain what the delay is. I would submit that uh, it was March 12th. And in New York, that's when everything was shut down. And March 12th is the, is the date that every, yeah, well, the president, yes, the president at that time, that's when COVID hit. That's when NBA. The president has no authority to shut anything down. He can just set a tone. The, it's the governor who shuts it down. But in any event, why are you shut down? It, because I mean, it's not like the governor said, "Don't lift a finger." I, I made the, what you know? I made the decision not to go to my office and not to expose uh, anyone in my family to the the um, likelihood we could get COVID. Who, uh, our, who else would have been in your office? Other people that were working, there were tax accountants that were working through tax season, so, and that was the So you share space? Yes. All right, and why couldn't yeah. you just uh, log on from your home computer? I, I, I made the decision not to do that. I'm not saying that I couldn't, but, you know. Your home computer. Where are you right now? I'm in, I'm in my office, Your Honor. Which I'm office? office your I, business it, office or a home I, office? I'm in a business office now. Okay. All right. So you did do some plans. When do you finally hand him some plans? It was in May, sometime in May. All right. Now, when you hand it to him, that's supposed for him to be able to use them and for you to be able to use them, they need to be signed off on by the architect, right? That's correct. And they were not. The architect would not sign off. Okay. Why wouldn't the architect sign off on him? They, he wanted more detail. Okay. So now, when is it you finally say, give me back my $4,000? Uh, Judge, we actually, uh, we smelled a rat after a while. We um, 
looked up Patrick's website, we found out that it had disappeared. It's no longer online, or it wasn't at the time. We didn't hear from him for a long time. And when he discovered that I worked for the governor, he said, oh, is there any way you could get me an extra week of unemployment? And I said, extra? And he said, oh, I'll get right <laughs> on this. I believe that he shut down his business on purpose so he could collect unemployment, intentionally not work, get free money, and then put us, who's already put $4,000 out, and just think that we could just sit around and wallow. George, we couldn't wait. We, this went on four months. So we gave him a deadline of Friday, April 24th. He calls us on the 24th. He says, listen, I really need to plow through this on the weekend. We reluctantly give him a third chance. 5 p.m. on that following Tuesday, I'm typing an email to fire him. But he sent us these plans. And we looked at the plans. They were missing a staircase. We live in a house that's in a flood zone, so the house needs to be elevated. It needs a staircase to get up to the, uh, the extra bedroom from the, the rear of the house. That's missing. So we finally called the architect of record who was on the application, and we asked him what's going on. And he said there's no way in the world he would put his seal on it. So we sent him, I sent him an email and as well as a certified letter of dismissal demanding our $4,000 back. You demanded the money back yeah. June 5th. June 5th. Right. You'd paid him February 1st. Four months had passed, and you didn't even have step one of permitting. Mr. Rogers, right. explain to me why it is that they are not correct when you took their money and they have nothing they can use, and you've put them four months behind schedule. Where's dad right now? He's still upstate. He lives upstate. He's yeah. moving in. So you've put them four months behind schedule. Explain to me why you should be able to keep the money. Well, because I did the work, Your Honor, and it, it, irrespective What work? Even your own architect who asked to stamp it said it was insufficient. Welcome back to the People's Court. Will the judge pan the defendant's pandemic argument? Let's go back into the courtroom and find out. You know that people hire you so that you can get them a permit faster than their contractor can. You have them pay you two-thirds up front, and you do nothing that they can use and delay them four months, and then tell me COVID, COVID. Okay, COVID, COVID, but then why would you keep their money? I, I as I said... The, the work was done. We would we were working. It didn't come out. It didn't it didn't turn out the way they wanted. It didn't work out, and it, it's unfortunate. But I did do some of the work that they they wanted done. You it did get... nothing, and you did you did it bad. You did it poorly, and you did it late, and it's useless to them. There is no value to the drawings that you made that can't get approved. Return the money. People have problems. I get it. People have problems during COVID. I get it. You get to have problems. You don't get to have problems and keep their money. That's the part you don't get to have. $4,000 verdict for the plaintiffs. Well, the defendant gets a stern rebuke from the judge, and the, the Coughlins win the lawsuit, $4,000. Let's talk to Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers, what do you think of what the judge just had to say to you? I wish the, uh, the plaintiffs uh, no will ill, ill will. Uh, it didn't work out, and, uh, you know, the circumstances uh, are unfortunate. I, I did make attempts to get the work done. It didn't work out, and uh, I hope uh, 
Joel's father is is doing well, and I wish them the best. All right, sir. Well, listen, um, sorry about that, but that's the judge's decision. You've got to give that $4,000 back. Let's talk to the Coughlins. Mr. Mm-hmm. Ms. Coughlin, uh, I would assume you feel much better now, don't you? Yes. We're, we, this has been a long time coming, uh, but we did do our search after, if he had just done the work on time and did, uh, did his job properly, we wouldn't be here right now. But we're very happy with the outcome. So is it all finished now? The room finished? I know your dad's not there yet, but is the room done or where are you in it? Uh, they're painting right now as we speak. Congratulations. Okay, time now for another session of After the Verdict. Here are the judges. The plaintiffs in this case, Mr. and Mrs. Coughlin, uh, they had the patience of Job. They waited a long time. Can four you imagine plus hiring months, somebody that says right? th- whose th- th- their name is fast-paced permitting and four right. months passed mm-hmm. wasn't without very drawings? Fast. And let's face it, they weren't. The guy wasn't supposed to draw designs to build the Brooklyn Bridge. This yeah. was this was a bedroom and a, a bathroom addition on the house. Right. He's got the software, Bing Bang Boom. Presumably, he could have put it together. He right. just didn't do it. That's right. it. Which. For whatever reason, he didn't do it. He was worried about COVID. Fine, just give the money back. Of course. You don't get to do both. And and here's another lesson you can take away from a case like this. Don't pay two-thirds up front, for God's sake. You know, maybe maybe one-third would be more appropriate. A third, a third, and a third. Right. When When it's weighted that far forward in favor of one party... Uh, you just might get screwed in the end. Right. And the, the, I mean, the worst is a half and a half. That's fine. Right. That's as much as you should ever give right. when I say the worst. That, that because should then be the both top. sides have incentive have to incentive hang in there and you, get this stuff done. You pay two-thirds of something, you're never, yeah. you know, that's, it's a that's, terrible idea. That might be enough already to make it worthwhile for the other party to just walk. Right. So Gene wants to know this. Hey, Harvey. Uh, what can I do about a concert that never took place and the ticket company won't give me a refund? This is a huge problem right now with the pandemic. Uh, and a lot does depend on the contract. My feeling about it is this, that there are contracts that say that they can move the date. And if that's the case, you're probably stuck. But if it's silent about that and the concert doesn't go on, you're entitled to your money back. And you could sue to try to get it back, realizing There are a lot of people struggling, and the business you're suing may not have the money to pay. And that will do it for this case. Litigants are inside the courtroom for the next case. This is the plaintiff, Sherry Morris. She says the defendants were moving into the building where she lives, and they dropped a refrigerator on her car, damaging it something awful. When she presented them with an estimate of repair, they became rude and defensive, said their lawyer told them not to pay, and well, here they are. She's suing for $1,582.09, the cost of her car repair. These are the defendants, Robert Simone and Paige Glime. Robert says the refrigerator blew over and landed on the plaintiff's bumper, cracking it. When he knocked on the door to tell her what happened, the woman blew up in a fit of rage. He tried telling her it was an act of God, but she wouldn't listen to reason, and here they are. They're accused of being cold to a new neighbor. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that she parked a brand new car in a legal parking space and the defendant's refrigerator toppled over, creaming her car. 
Now, the defendants say, come on, it's an act of God. They're not responsible. It's the case of being a chilly neighbor. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Ms. Morris, you're suing your neighbors, Mr. Simone and Ms. Gleam, because their refrigerator fell on your car. Do tell what happened. Okay, on April 15th, I saw them moving in, and I saw a lot of their refrigerator on the outside of the apartment entrance. And the next morning, the refrigerator and other furniture was still there at about 9 in the morning. And about 3 p.m., I got a knock on the door by Mr. Simone telling me the refrigerator fell on my car. So I went downstairs. I was a little upset. Um, he handed me a business card telling me to go to one of his guys to get an estimate. I told him I just bought the car two months ago, and I was going to take oh. it to where I bought the car from. And so he wrote down his name and his number, which the telephone number was wrong. I got the correct number from somebody else. On the 17th, I got an estimate. I called him, and he told me his lawyer said he didn't have to pay for it. And I said, why? He said, you're not supposed to be parked there. And I said, I live here. I'm parked in a designated space. And I said, your refrigerator shouldn't have been out there all night. And he told me he had nobody to help him move it. And I said, well, you should have put it back in your truck that you have. And that, that's how it ended. And here we are. So let me hear from you, yeah. Mr. Simone. Well, we were moving in. in a, I didn't have a strong enough fellow to help me bring it up the stairs. So I just left it by the sidewalk. And they went to go pick somebody up to go help me bring it up the stairs. And apparently... They claim the wind blew it over and fell on her car. Wait, how long was that thing on a dolly outside bothering other people? For about how a half long an hour. Was it? Half an hour. Half an she hour. says it was like overnight. Did I misunderstand no. you? Did you say it was overnight? It was overnight. It was there at 9 in the morning when I went out there in the morning, and he came at 3 o'clock, and he told me it, was, it fell over. Okay, but did you see it the day before, or I misunderstood you? I saw furniture outside the day before, and in the well, how about the fridge? Nine a.m. I don't remember seeing a fridge in, in okay. the morning. Okay, all right. So now the fridge is out there. It's on a dolly, and tell me, how is it secured to the dolly? Well, it was it was tied with a rope, and uh, no, it was not. It, it was. They didn't there. have it a rope. It was only there about a half an hour. No, no. Forget about the the overnight. She says she saw it at nine, and then it was at three when things happened. Who was supposed to help you bring it up the stairs? Well, I had uh, made arrangements with a friend of mine, and uh, he wasn't home at the time, so I went to go look for somebody else. Yeah. So it wasn't half an hour. Okay? You had to drive to your friend's place, your friend wasn't around, and then you had to find somebody else. But I don't care how long it is. I don't care if it's three minutes. How did the refrigerator fall on her car? Well, there was a neighbor. He claimed the wind blew it over. We have a video. I, th I think somebody pushed Oh, pray tell. There's a video. We have security cameras. There was no car there when I put the refrigerator there. She pulled up afterward. How would you know? You're in the middle of a move. You don't see, oh, you don't see who's doing what. 
You think that someone off camera, you're, you're taking note of what cars are where? How do you know that someone's not going to park there in a second? Is that actually well, you your parking the space? There, why would you park in front Ms. Moore, well, first of all, I don't even know that what you're saying is true, because I'm not going to just believe you that, that she wasn't parked there before. But let's ask you, did you approach there and park when you saw a refrigerator and fail to anticipate his extreme negligence at how he was uh, roping it and controlling its uh, not falling over? Welcome back to the People's Court. Well, these litigants are warring over a refrigerator that somehow toppled over damaging the plaintiff's car. Let's go back into the courtroom. Did you actually see the refrigerator and park there? We were parked there before and after. We parked close to the entrance at that time. How would we have dropped it off if your car was parked there? Because right I don't know what you did because you got no bit. You don't own that sidewalk. So I don't know why you're getting, you know, what is your premise? That people should anticipate that you've done a really bad job of tying the thing and securing it and making sure it's not top heavy? Now, it's interesting well, because you actually think, of course you're allowed to move in. All in one fell swoop. You don't get to leave it there so it falls on someone's car. And when you move in, we had nobody to you help are us. moving. Wait a second. And when you're moving in, if your refrigerator falls on someone's car, who the heck do you think is going to be responsible? It's your refrigerator that you left out there. The heck to God. How is it the act of God? I think it's the an act of God. We had no idea that, that was going to happen. Oh, no, no. Listen, listen. We have very different gods. Okay? This isn't God's act. It's the fault of the person who doesn't secure the item sufficiently and leaves it out there for that much time close to where people are allowed to park because something like this can happen. And when it does, it is your responsibility to pay for it. Okay? Now, she says you told her your lawyer said she shouldn't have been parked there. Did you actually tell her that your lawyer told you not to pay? Yes. Did you actually talk to a lawyer or you just said that? Yes, I did. Okay. And yes, there's a lawyer out there that told you it's an act of God that the refrigerator you put on a dolly felt God does not involve it himself or herself in your refrigerator strapping. That's really a you issue. Okay? Ms. Morris, let me see the repair bills. You know, what if a kid had been walking by? You know, I'm sure there's families in this place. What if somebody had been really hurt? Why are you rolling your eyes at me when I say that? Because Ms. a lot Lee, of I don't understand. what we're talking about. Exactly. And I'm pointing out the worst things that could have happened than what we're talking about. That is precisely right. That is exactly what I'm pointing out. This is just car damage. This is going to be resolved in two seconds right here. But what if a child had been walking by and it had fallen on a child? A lot worse things could happen. That's why you don't leave a refrigerator outside unattended and think it's part of a normal part of moving. It is not. I am finding in favor of the plaintiff and the amount of the repairs, which are $1,582.09. You had it right the first time when you were asking her to take it to somebody to be fixed. It's just that it turned out to be more expensive because as a new car, she doesn't want to take it to your friend. She wants to take it to the dealership. Verdict for the plaintiff. Thank you, Your Honor. So the plaintiff prevails. She's going to get everything she asks for. Uh, Mr. Simone, let me ask you, uh, what a way to start off a relationship in a new community, right? <laughs> Welcome aboard. Well, I don't think I'm responsible for that. If the wind blew it over, that's an act of God. That didn't work. That did not work at all. It didn't work. You're right. 
Well, you got to pay, so live and learn, okay? Live and learn. Let's talk right. to um let's talk to Ms. Morris now. Ms. Morris, uh, what what's it going to be like now living so close to him? I mean, he's brand new in the neighborhood. He's your neighbor. What do you think it's going to be like? Uh, it, it hasn't been good since the day he moved in, so I guess it's just going to keep going on now. I guess. Well, I'm sorry for you, but at least you won, so congratulations. All right, let's see what the judges think. Thank you think very about much. This case. Defendant in this case, uh, Mr. Simone, initially came out and said, hey, this was an act of God. And when I hear that as a judge, I think, well, act of God is force majeure in the law. And it's almost always confined to contract law as a way to excuse performance by one party or the other because, oh, let's say you have a rock concert on a Friday night and a, a tornado hits and nobody can go. No, but it could also be a tree, a limb flying right. or, you know, uh, you know, I'm not responsible right. for my absolutely healthy tree, uh, right. you know, fell over on your house. It, it can apply in tort law, which is a case like this as right. well, where there's negligence. It just, it just doesn't right. apply in this case. Right. Let me tell you something. Do you think there's a lawyer who said, don't worry, it's an act of God? Not a not a lawyer worth a <laughs> worth a dime. I don't even think a bad lawyer would say that. No, uh, no. I think that Pretty someone nice. you know used the phrase and then he just hooked on it because it she wanted to go to the dealership. Right. That's it. Because right. he was super remorseful until it became expensive. Right. Hey, it's a new car. She should be able to take of it to a good should. place and get. You it never fixed. have to take it to the tortfeasor wants you to. No. The person who injured you doesn't get to get a bargain. No. Right. So Gloria wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, my husband and I need our wills updated. Can we type them up ourselves, or do we need to hire an attorney to draft them and keep them on file? Well, you can write your own will, but you have to do it right. And I can't tell you what it is because that's going to depend on your state, but look under holographic wills, handwritten wills online. You'll be able to see all of the things you need to do. See you next time.